You're listening to Wait Your Scout with Anna Skipworth. Hi everyone, welcome to episode three. This week I'm joined by a really good friend of mine all the way from Denmark. Uh, The power of Skype meant that we were able to uh, do this podcast interview. Um, It was amazing actually talking to uh, me about Danish scouting, some of the similarities and differences and uh, yeah, just finding out even more about scouting out there. So I hope you enjoy the interview and yeah, here we go little start recording thing on you should get a pop-up somewhere on your screen at the top to say yes it's recording well i do have you know, two places now on my screen so yeah oh, okay. <laughs> <be there>. <laughs> cool well hi mia thank you for joining us on wait you're a scout thank you yeah <laughs> amazing to have you um so you are talking to me all the way from copenhagen denmark so um well Bella Hoy sorry not in Copenhagen it's just outside I should be a bit more specific with that sorry my fault (laughs) so Mia should we start with um what you do in scouting at the moment and the group you scout with yeah well right now I'm a scout leader at the Bella Hoy 21st parking um and I'm a leader for the one we call scouts at our and they're the age from 12, 12 to 16 so it's the teenagers I have. Yeah. And we have right now 60 scouts. 60. Uh, that is 60 scouts, yeah. So it's quite a big group to actually be a leader for. But I have five leaders as well. So we are five in total. Um, right. Yeah. And that, I think that is what like I use the main time uh, in scouting. But other than that, I do some leader training as well um, for some experience. Um, leaders as well within the age group that I work with yeah um, okay. yeah so you sort of train other scout leaders yeah exactly especially about the patrol system that we use a lot and have a lot of experience with um so we kind of try to learn um some of the skills of that that some of the other groups haven't used as much yeah so except patrol scouting is really like big in Danish scouting yeah it's it's really embedded isn't it because I know it's something that's sort of a way of organizing over here but for you guys it's it's how you camp it's how you scout isn't it it is basically how we actually do scouting yeah so uh our scouts meet like uh three times where they just meet without any leaders and they have planned the meetings themselves and then we have one meeting one time a month um where it's kind of our leaders that kind of test their skills and like see if they're actually learning what they should do on their meetings as well. Of course, we support them in planning and things as well, but it's kind of like they have to like do the meetings themselves. Yeah, and we might not always be there as well. So, yeah. So they're really independent. I mean, I think of some of the 12-year-old scouts I know from the UK and I'm like, no, you you probably need quite a lot of direction, but for your guys, they just sort of get up and go, aren't they? Yeah, because they kind of learn, like, we have the patrol system from when they are almost, like, from six years old and up, and then they start to have, like, you know, the patrol leader and assistant and things like that when they are at the age of 10, something like that. That's when they really kind of, like, work with the patrol leader role as well. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, you said that it's like your 
scout age bracket is 12 to 16 you've got several different sort of age brackets um so what age do you guys start at yeah we kind of have a bit different from from you guys and you can actually start as what we call a family scouting which is when you're like a little toddler or something like that at one or two years, then you can go to scouting with your parents as well. And you would just go into like a forest and things like that and just, yeah, like have a fire or something like that and just be with your parents in the nature. Yeah. Okay. And then you officially like, then you officially can start as what we call a micro when you're six years old and you will be there for two years. And then you become a mini and you will be there for two years as well. And when you're uh, 10 years old, then you become a junior and you are that for two years as well until you're 12. And then you become a scout until you're 16. And then we have the seniors, um, which is you actually officially you can be that until you're 23. Right. Um, but some of also have still seniors that might be over that. Yeah. So so you can be a scout uh, when you're over 18 without actually being a leader. Is kind of a bit of different from your, yeah, yeah, doing it, yeah. And the seniors actually like for you guys, it seems like it's been quite a big sort of section as well in itself because a lot of you sort of come under that bracket too, still in a way. Like you have so many different. I suppose our equivalent would be network, so eighteen up. But you've yep. always got like these little age bracket bubbles as you go. Yeah, but for us, like the seniors is where we also get most of our leaders as well. Yeah. So, um, so it's quite important for us to actually have that big senior group and they're actually doing activities as well for themselves. Um, and actually still, well, we call it old boys when we get a bit older than 23. <laughs> but I actually still meet with, with some of the ones that I was a senior with. And then like every once a week or, some, or every twice a week or something like that, then we would just meet and do some activities that are actually scouting for us. So, and that's just for the kids yeah so you said you've got 60 in your scout section how yeah. many young people do you have overall i'm a little bit scared of this number <laughs> yeah in total uh in bella high 21st park and we are right now about 220 people yeah that's so, and we are still growing we still yeah we, we still have people under and then we have a waiting list so yeah we're wow. yeah but we don't have like the facilities take in more scouts at the moment so yeah and you're still doing this without technically a scout hall at the moment aren't you yep we hope to actually start with our scout hut in about march april so it's what closer than ever now but yeah we are doing it just in kind of like in the middle of the city without having a yeah place to actually have all our activities yeah i've seen some of your um instagram posts where you're doing like pioneering and stuff literally in the middle of like a square yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh here's a space but you will just do some scouting yeah and put up a fire in the middle of yeah a square yeah. as well yeah so do you think having um scouts start from like such a young age and that family scouting do you think that sort of created that sort of community feel because to have 200 in one group is huge so you must have quite a lot of we I think that we are actually a big part of the community as well. Yeah. Um, and we do a lot of activities as well for the community where we, um, yeah. Um, well, we have a Danish tradition called Fast Alone, 
uh, in February where we dress up. It's kind of like a Halloween thing, but it's yeah, but it's a Danish tradition, and we kind of do this big um, like what do you call it public um, activities where people can come and then all dressed up, and there will be cake and things like that, and they will do some activities. Yeah, as well. So that's for the whole community to come, and we are known for that. We always do that. So, yeah. You've got that tie in with that local sort of we are part of Bella Hoy as an area as well yeah. as we're also our huge community within yourselves because I mean you've got scouts that no one seems to really leave your group which I think is kind of amazing like people might drift off a little bit and they're like oh I'll just do this small role here and then they might come back into it and even when they move out of the area yeah a lot of when they move out they kind of still have well, they might go and do some more, like, for the association and do a bit yeah. more scouting there, but some, most of them actually return as well, yeah. So when they go studying as well, they kind of just want to still to be part of the group, I think, yeah. Which is amazing. That is something you guys should be so proud of because a lot of the time you do find your young people grow up and go off to university and that might be it and you don't hear from them again, but to have them actually come back is really cool. Yeah, and I think that's where, like, the, the senior part is quite important for us. Like, yeah. that you can actually still be part of the group without needing to be a leader. Yeah, so you can still be part of the, the network like you have. So in terms of your scouting, when did you start in scouts? Ooh, I think I started when I was around eight, eight, I think. So it's, well, more than 20 years ago, let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think I actually started because my cousin started at the local group and well, she kind of just dragged me with her one day and I just kind of sticked ever since. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I can still think that I can actually still, still remember what we did on our first, it was a craft meeting okay. and we made this very, very small bag that right. you can use for small things put, to put in your backpack so it wouldn't, yeah. Um, away and uh, I still have that little bag I think <laughs> yeah. oh, that's amazing uh, but yeah that is that is more than 20 years now <laughs> wow <laughs> have you always scouted with Balahoy no um I started at a local group where my parents live and where I also live and then about 10 years ago I went I moved to Copenhagen I was from the countryside of Denmark and then I moved to Copenhagen and started in Balahoy in 2000. 10 I think actually yeah so it's about 10 years this year oh, wow. cool. yeah. Yeah. so with um with all your scouting experience obviously well some people may or may not have realized from the name of your group but essentially your group is kind of twinned with our district because it started with a group and then that group shut and the district sort of took over yeah, I, think the it's more, I think that is actually more than like it 50 55 years or something ago then like yeah that. yeah it started becoming a friendship group or something with called i don't think it was called 21st parking at that time but the name has changed over the years as well but yeah it started with that group and then yeah then the friendship i think has just stayed and grown over the year and the we had been over visiting like your guys uh, every the second year I think and you have been over here as well and yeah so with that being like a, a fairly I suppose big part of both our scouting is there any other sort of international scouting you've done 
Oh. Yeah, I have. Um, I'm actually part of what we call the, the Danish Scout Aid as well, um, oh. which is uh, it's the big five association in Denmark, Scout Associations, um, that have this, call it, yeah, it is an aid together, where, where we help uh, kids around the world. Uh, right now, it's about uh, kids with disability in Ghana. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, and where we co- cooperate with the the old Girl Guides of Ghana. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's about that the scouts back home here would kind of learn a lot of the culture uh, culture things there and about how how it is to live with a disability and things like that. And then they would go and do some sort of activity that would that would like get some money for the project as well. Yeah. Okay. So they learn some and then yeah, kind of do that. Um and I've visited some of our projects there as well. So I've been in Myanmar with the scouts there. That was probably one of the biggest like scouting experience I actually have. But um and then I've been some on some jamborees around as well. Cool. I suppose it's good that you get to have like I suppose like everyone gets to have those sort of different international experiences and uh, yeah like you were saying like the aid work as well that's amazing to have such big projects to be able to go you know what yes we're gonna learn about this and then I'm gonna go out and actually like see those projects and see an action that must be amazing yeah exactly and I think that is quite important actually for our scouts also to kind of experience that scouting is something that is worldwide and they're part of something bigger as well yeah yeah so you just mentioned that in Denmark you have different associations Yes, we do. So, which one do you belong to, and why? Why is it different to the others? Yeah, well, we are part of the the association called the Danish Scout and Girl Guide Association, which also normally go by the Blue Scouts. Um, and we are the only uh, association that are non-religious, actually. The other one are either baptized or they are uh, like Christian or things like that. Yeah. But okay. the only one where you can be, no matter what religion you actually have. Yeah, and I suppose that's quite, uh, like, quite strong reasons to like go to different groups if you're like religious or non-religious. Um, but you guys do work together on some stuff, don't you? Like, yeah, we do. We do have a camp together like every fifth year, um, where we yeah, call it the Scouts Camp. So we would be about around forty thousand people together. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then we also do something like on a local plan as well to, yeah, to do some activities together. That's good. I suppose it's good that you don't let your, I suppose, the associations or the colours of your uniform sort of stop that divide. You're like, we're all still scouts, just slightly different. Yeah, exactly. So it's because, like, there are two men that are quite big and then we actually have, yeah, three that are no more than about a thousand, like, scouts or something like that, yeah. So I know you mentioned um, leader training earlier. Um, that's obviously something that I think every kind of association has their own variations of. But when we were talking, we've sort of got some similarities. So you guys do your Gilwell Award, don't you? Yeah, we do. Um, we don't have to do, like, like, like for you guys, it seems like that you have your Gilwell and you have to take it in order to actually be a leader as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't have that. Normally, you would take uh, the Gilwell like later on in your scout. Yeah. When you've been a leader for about 
more than five years or something like that, then we would actually do it. And it's a lot about values and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's more value-based than skills. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have, like, where in the UK we have our permit schemes and there's a lot of, like, we have to be double-checked and almost someone else signs it off going, yes, no, they've done that bit of training. You guys, it's a lot more, no, you can do it and you wouldn't do it unless you say you can do it. Yeah, exactly. I think the association kind of, like, put a lot of the responsibility on the groups instead of that. So yeah. that the groups have to say, okay, I can, I can stand that, or I think that that this leader are skilled enough to do the things as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and we don't have to always get a certificate on it. So. Yeah, and also just in terms of like the scouting you do, I suppose for us in the UK, like when you guys came to visit us, we do maybe more. I go with like the adventurous activity stuff than maybe some of the back to basics and the traditional stuff but your scouting is very traditional isn't it well it would be very traditional on a on a normal camp we would do like we would build like our kitchen table would be made of poles um for that yeah and we would do all the cooking over fire as well yeah and so it would be quite more traditional actually yeah so i know pioneering is a massive part of your scout program like every campsite has so many pioneering poles to just yeah you you learn it from when you are small meaning you learn to do the basic nuts for that actually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow i wish some of my explorers could remember their knots as well as like some of your younger ones <laughs> yeah but we have to repeat it a lot for the scout <laughs> you do forget them as well so that makes me feel a little bit better it's not just yeah. uh <laughs> But yeah, some of the the, the scouting you do and the pictures I've seen, like you build some amazing structures for your camps, and that could be just for a weekend. It could be for longer. Like, yeah, we yeah, it could be just for a weekend. We do have once time a year where the scouts actually go, and then they kind of yeah, they do. Um, well, it would be a camp where a lot of the other districts would be there as well, and then it would be a competition. So, in who can actually build the most the best with the poles and yeah the most impressive kind of things and things like that yeah so they do that every year so it's competitions and stuff quite a big part of your scouting or no not not really actually we do it once a year and just just kind of to like motivate the scouts in like being better to actually do all the basic skills yeah yeah but, but not during the year it wouldn't be that part oh, okay yeah. fair enough but I mean, like some of the, the things that you do compared to us, I mean, I think this might just be like kind of a cultural thing as well. But some of your young people, you know, the way they scout is like, I've got this this knife and I will cut my wood with it and I will cut everything up I need for dinner. And I, this is sort of that ownership. And I think that independence seems to be quite strong in that. Yeah. And I think that is also kind of one of the things that our scouts actually thought as a bit different from you when we are over there. It is yeah. that that they learn to use a knife or an axe or a saw or something like that at a very young age. And then, and when you come up and are a scout, like at the scout age at from 12 to 16, then they actually, well, we expect them to actually be able to use those kind of tools and to be respectful about how you actually do that and and not play with them at all. But it is a tool and not not a, a toy as well yeah. yeah so yeah and that is something that I might be a bit diff- more different that we don't always supervise it as well yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I definitely remember when we were pitching hammocks in the dark in the new forest and I'm yeah. trying to cut this sizal with a knife and one of the Danes said to me, one of the Danish scouts said, oh, you don't need to do it for me, I'm Danish. And I thought, no, I'm going to make you wait just because you've said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that is actually, I think our scouts actually might have a bit of a hard time understanding, like, why can't you just use a knife? That Yeah. yeah. But that's because they have learned it from a very young age. And when you don't, then, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it was just ease of, I don't want this this sizal to run out. And I want to make sure everyone gets enough of it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, some of the stuff you've done within Scouts is, is pretty cool. Like, um, your association meetings are probably in the coolest places. Yeah, in Stigoland. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, where we... We're kind of like almost oh, a thousand people meeting every year in Legoland and just yeah, kind of like discuss the future of the association and yeah, there are all the official things that you need to like you need to elect a new board and things like that. But yeah, yeah. and also where uh, we kind of like see where do we want the association in like five years or ten years and things like that. So it's actually quite cool. Yeah, to do something that a bit more. Yeah. Less basic skill scouting as well. <laughs> yeah. And you've been quite involved in some of those bits from some of the conversations we've had. Like you do do some of those like association bits as well, don't you? Yeah, I have been. Yeah, um, I've been part of a working group actually, like for international program committee as well. Yeah, um, where we did something like um, we translated the thinking day material or something like for Founders Day. I think you call it. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, and some other activities uh, like both from wax and wasn't like material that are coming yeah oh that's the thing as well so for Danish yeah. scouts the girls out there you're part of the world organization for of girl garden girl scouting yeah wax yeah. and all the boys are part of wasn't instead yeah so we kind so of like buy 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 association what do we call it yeah we're both yeah you come under both but you also are part of the same Danish scout organization so it's sort of like joined together but actually a little bit slightly different yeah exactly and that is also where we are different from the other main scout association called the YMCA scouts okay. and they are only part of WASM whereas we have this where the girls are in wax and the boys are in WASM so that's okay. a, bit, a bit of different with you if you look at it in a more international perspective yeah and I suppose another thing with that independence you're trying to like is so fundamental for like your scouting the other thing is how youth focused you are as well like everything is about those young people and that leadership and it's just sort of it's just what you do isn't it like <laughs> yeah it is yeah um yeah yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you guys have got is it the scout island that's being planned oh yeah yeah it's actually not called the scout island it's called oh, the youth island because it's was the scout that kind of got the idea and kind of funded it and all of those kind of things but now it's been given to the youth of denmark so it's called the youth island now actually oh. yeah um but it's an island uh, just uh outside copenhagen actually in about i think it takes about half half an hour or something like that to get out there um where they have totally renovated it so it is yeah and then it's used for all these kind of activities and it's supposed to be like the youth that are running the island and have to decide what you want to use it for 
as well. So there aren't any like leaders or anything like that that are kind of, yeah, have to decide what to do with it. So it should be the whole of Denmark to yeah, <laughs> island. Just a small task for the scouts to help out with then. Yeah. <laughs> small one, but <laughs> it's, it, it has also taken about, I don't know, five or six years since the idea was there and someone said, oh, let's buy an island. And then now where we can actually use it just open this year. So or last yeah. year. But yeah, yeah. I can't really see our Scout Association doing that. Yes, we're just going to buy a small island and <laughs> use it for everything, guys. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> But it's amazing though, like that they do think, I think outside of like just scout youth as well, it's one of those actually, how's it going to help everyone? Which I think a lot of scout associations do do, but maybe do it a bit quieter. So it's nice to hear that you guys are doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's it's starting to, yeah, where scouts are starting to think more and more about how can we actually like do more for the community as well. Yeah, and not just the young people that are scouts and in the groups but how can we like kind of get all of the scout values out to all of the rest of the youth in the country yeah. which i think is important everywhere like yeah. you don't have to be a scout to follow those sort of morals and those things that we instill in young people there are other ways to access them too. yeah i think one of the things that are quite important for our association is the youth empowerment as well yeah for actually involving the youth in every aspect of the work as well yeah yeah which yeah it's taken a while for i think some like areas to get their heads around that but yeah that's what we that's what we do it for isn't it be prepared so um one of the features from uh this series um as you are episode three uh george and tom asked in our be prepared segment um have you met any celebrities through scouting well, yeah, I think that's kind of how you define celebrities. <laughs> Some that like everyone knows in Denmark would be um, when I was at the Jamboree uh, in Sweden in eleven. Yep. And the Danish Prime Minister at that time, Lars Løkke, came and visited the camp, and I actually was one of them who was kind of showing him around and telling him about the camp as well. So I've met the Prime Minister. For that. that's amazing <laughs> and the other one would be our queen's sister princess benedicta um she is like um well she's always been very much involved in girl guiding as well um and she is um well where i said before that all the girls for our association are part of wax so um so we have to have like our what do you call that actually some something where that represent Denmark in wax as well. And she's kind of a, yeah, she's kind of chairman for that. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and I've been to some seminars as well and some meeting as well when I've done some of the international part of it um, and where I've met her a couple of times. She's quite nice, actually. So that's one of the royalties that I've met. <laughs> that's so <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't really met celebrities, just, you know, the prime minister and the queen's sister. That's so cool. Yeah, but it's not something you would know who actually is like in UK. But no, but that's still really yeah. cool. I mean, I suppose the equivalent would be like us meeting a member of the royal family. You might be like, I think I know the name. So, but that's still really cool. But like, yeah, just just hanging out with some royals at some meetings. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but our so, prime um, minister at that time was actually also quite involved in scouting, and he's 
sun is as well. So yeah, oh, okay. so usually want to come and see the camp. So and you yeah, really feel that. Yeah. So the second part of this is uh, Mia, you'll have to ask a question to uh, next episode's guest. So what is your question? Yeah, I would like to hear like how do you use the skills from scouting in your everyday life? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, especially because I know who the guest is next, so that'll okay. be a very interesting one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, be prepared. Well, Mia, it has been absolutely brilliant talking to you and finding out more about scouting in Denmark and in Bellahoy and just hearing all the amazing stories that you have from your scouting. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing. It's been great being there and being able to tell about it. So thank you. Thanks. I'm hoping we'll have you back on soon. Hopefully, yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay. I really hope you enjoyed that interview. I loved hearing Mia's stories, especially her playing it cool. Like, oh yeah, I think I've met some celebs, you know, just my, uh, the Danish Queen's uh, sister, you know, and one of our uh, prime ministers, just, you know, casual. Um, so yeah, it was really great to actually just talk and compare scouting because I don't think we've ever really done it kind of but never properly like the way that we talked just then so that was really really fun um if you want to find out more about Mia's group um the links are all in uh, the description and all over our twitter instagram facebook the group's instagram is so cool especially when they're like scouting in the middle of town because they literally don't have a hall right now and just some of the things they get up to are great so do check them out and i'll speak to you in a couple of weeks see you then guys Thanks for listening to Wait, You're a Scout with Anna Skipworth. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Wait, You're a Scout. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.